Welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. This is where we share tips about business and parenting. Being a mom of three, CEO of the award-winning company Easy Daisy's speaker and educator, you're going to learn the tips and secrets of successful and incredible people. Elaine wants you to be inspired, challenged, and motivated, and that person you want your kids to grow up to be. This is Real Talk for Real Life. Welcome back to part two of my inspiring interview with Riz Imtiaz and Imran from eShipper. If you missed part one, it is episode 170. So let's get back to it. So true. I'm, I'm getting so much out of what has been said already, you know, focusing on your core competencies, right? Like look at your strengths and then, and then give, hire somebody to do the other things that you cannot do. Like, you know, and Riz said, you know, when is it time to move out of that garage and let someone else deal with that? because you can't do it all and not spending the money on a warehouse where you're not a warehouse or you have no idea. So figure it out. So, Elaine, we, we, we have so many stories of um, how our solutions have transformed people's lives. And I'll, I'll touch on one story, which I think is really key. Um, we were working with an Instagram influencer. So she had about 100,000 followers. She had bloggers. She was a blogger and she had these, these followers on Instagram and YouTube. Um, and she's in her late twenties expecting her first child and she was selling apparel. And, um, when she called into the company to see what we could help her with, she was utilizing Canada post for labeling. And she was walking to the Canada post hub on a daily basis to drop off all of these packages that she had orders for. Mm. And she was in her month eight of pregnancy. So she was like, this is not sustainable. Yeah. Um, ironically, when she called in, she spoke to a gentleman who was actually her husband's friend. And so she was then able to find out that, you know, Ishipa can help me with my labeling or my first or final mile labels. So provide me carrier network. But we also do warehousing. Yeah, and so she she was she was happy enough to outsource the warehousing and fulfillment to us. And so now all she was really doing was marketing her product and developing new products. She went from having four SKUs to 100 SKUs in the seven months of being a new mother. And the next year, so three months into that, that, that kind of like the, the first year of, of being a mother, she set up a brand new business selling superfoods. Now, why I think this is such a great story is because not only was she able to develop her product set in her first business so much, because she had the time now to do things that she really enjoyed doing, uh, but the idea was that as that business grew, it gave her enough capital to think about another gap in the market and set up a brand new business where she hired her husband and another influencer, and that's gone to a global business. They have uh, they have premises across Canada, in Dubai, in the U.S., and she's just she's just exploded. And the great thing is that it started by her focusing on what she knew best and outsourcing everything that she didn't like doing. Such a great inspirational story. So good. I have to look that up for sure. <laughs> I, I love how you also said diversify your attack, right? And to not put all your eggs in one basket, but but pivot and figure out that you should have multiple streams of that income coming in and different channels. So I love, love that so much. Imran, do you have anything to add as a, a, a tip or a, a, a advice for small business entrepreneurs struggling in their growth? Yeah, definitely. And it's it's a piece of advice Riz had given me when I first joined as well. 
And he told me, you can't drink the whole ocean all at once. You can only ever drink it a cup at a time. Right. And what, what did that mean? I mean, we couldn't do everything. We couldn't start with the warehouse right away. We couldn't have a freight brokerage right away. We couldn't do everything in the world, especially as a small business. People want someone who specializes, who is a master of one and not a jack of all trades. So initially when you're positioning yourself, you have to be very clear. What is your focus? What is the message I'm getting across? What is that value? Make it simple, easy to understand. And like Imtia said, now spread that out through many channels, many different types of attack. That's how you start to bring a larger volume of leads through. And you're always looking at the larger volumes, especially when you're marketing, you're not going to get 100% quality leads. That's that's a fallacy. It's never going to happen. Unless your product is useful to absolutely everyone in the world, it's most likely not going to happen. So you need to understand that if I'm going to be bringing in 100 leads and I only close 10 of them, hey, pat myself on the back. I had a 10% close rate. That's very, very good. And educate yourself. Get those small wins and make yourself understand that actually in the market that you're in, you're the expert. Give yourself the confidence. That's what we did internally to give the rest of our team that confidence to say, hey, eShipper, they're the best. We'll go sell them like they're the best because we believe it too. And that that really changed the dynamic of the company with everyone being on the same page, same vision, and we knew what we were doing. Um, the messaging now all comes together. If you speak to us today and we explain to you across all the seven companies what we do, we have hundreds, literally multiple hundreds of services that we could provide. But if you come and you speak to us or you look at our communications, that's not what you're seeing. You're not seeing hundreds of services. Mm -hmm. You're seeing solutions that are tailored to the markets that we want to go after. Right. And that's, that's the crux of it. So that's how we take it a glass at a time from the ocean. You just need to think about how do you apply that to your own business? That is such great advice, right? Because I think the entrepreneur often feels overwhelmed because they are wearing all the hats and they feel like they are taking on the whole ocean all at once, but so much better to conquer one glass at a time. And, and, and just, as I say, take one step at a time. If it's like one inch at a time, because Every five steps you take forward, you're going to fall back three, and that's okay. You're still ahead, right? Still yeah. ahead. Keep going. Got to keep going. Now, eShipper is an incredible example of success. And, and you know, people think, oh, it just happened. And no, it isn't. It's not an overnight success. It takes years and years of, of building to where it is today. And when when I was reading that MTS helped the growth of the company to increase by 10 times over the last five years, I, I have to ask MTS because I know my listeners are like leaning forward now going, what, how do I do this? And I know we may have touched on, on some growth strategies already, but if you could share some of the strategies that you incorporated that would help even a, a small entrepreneur to to help them grow, what would you say? Say so. <clears throat> so I think yeah. What? Yeah, what it it, fall, it falls into into three main categories, um, and we'll keep it really really simple. So the first is plan ahead, right? Um, you can't get to where you want to get to if you don't have a plan, and be open to adapting that plan. Um, the second is you need buy-in. Um, you need to have everybody on the bus. Everybody needs to understand, as Imran mentioned earlier. Um, if you're not all on the same plane in terms of what your focus is, uh, you're all going to be countering each other in one way or the other. And then the last is, you know, have a fantastic team. Like that's the key to everything. Um, you speak to any 
millionaire who turned into a billionaire and he'll tell you the same thing is it's my team you know i work with people that are smarter than me and um, i always get the direction when i need it um, so i think the the three key things for any business owner who wants to scale their business is number one know where you want to go and figure out how you're going to get there but be open to change because change is something that you know it's it's one of those things it says be comfortable with being uncomfortable uh, because every day is a new challenge every day is, is is a new spanner in the works and you got to just get on with it um, and the second of course is is ensure that the team is on the same page as you so if you're working on your own or you have a team around you uh, there's no point of having a plan and knowing what that plan is if nobody else follows that plan and nobody else understands it or buys into it um so good sorry you want to so mtf yeah, so, for that solo entrepreneur who doesn't have the team what would you say go hang out with people smarter than you go find a mentor absolutely absolutely so so for sure you know have a mentor or a coach but i think there is so much information out there there are so many solopreneurs that work together have forums help each other out have you know whatsapp groups slack groups and so on so Number one, figure that out because they are literally a part of your team. They're all facing the same challenges you are. Um, and a lot of these guys are quite intimate with each other when it comes to advice. So I, 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 one of my salespeople is actually a business coach. And so when I listen to her on the phone, she's, she's patting her customers on the back for doing good things. You know, uh, Imran said, um, celebrate the small wins. And that's what she does. She does it really, really well. And I think these groups tend to push each other forward, but they also all learn in different ways. So, sure. for example, um, within a forum, there might be a discussion about how you can simplify processes using AI. AI is a big thing. It's going to take jobs, as they keep saying, but the people who adapt to knowing how to use AI are the guys who are going to be the most successful. Yeah. So it's about finding forums where people are talking about the same problems and okay. really just learning from each other. Absolutely. I love that. When people ask me, like, what is one of the the strategies of growth? And I always say, surround yourself with the right people, the people who do the triple L. And I, what I mean by the triple L is people that you can learn from, people who lift you, and people you can launch from. And what I mean by that, people you can learn from everybody. And I, I, I always say, you know, when you walk into a room, say, what am I going to learn today instead of I know everything, right? Like you can always learn from somebody. And I say to women, especially people who lift you up, because it's very easily, you can very, very easily be taken down by people who are negative, people who don't believe in what you're doing, people who are discouraging. So find people who do lift you up and, and people that you can launch from. So people who have done it before you, if someone has done it five minutes before you can learn from them. And and same, you if you've done something five minutes before somebody else, you can share your wisdom of, of your fails, your successes with that person that's five minutes behind you. So I love, love, love what you're saying because it is a lonely journey for lots of entrepreneurs, but you know, they have to be open to like what you said, there's so many forums out there. So thank you. That's great, great advice. <laughs> and like this, of course, I'm talking to the dream team right here of eShipper, or at least uh, the majority of them. <clears throat> Do you have any advice here, Riz and Imran, on on growth? I know that we, we've touched on it as well. 
already. Well, like 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 you just said, I I, I think uh, a lot of people uh, don't pay much attention to the fact that you can only be successful if you're actually enjoying doing what you do. Hmm. So true. Don't get into don't get into something that is going to be a mission for you to wake up in the morning and start doing it because you'll never be successful. I enjoy doing what I do. And every morning I wake up, I look forward to going to work because I'm working with my team who happen to be my family, the management, but they are a whole lot more educated. Uh, they come from this era, so they understand the customer, they understand the marketing world. Then I I do myself because I come from a different era. So I have to accept the fact that they know better than me in certain areas. And that's okay. Just because I've been around so long, that doesn't mean I know it all. Like you say, we're all learning. And who to learn from better than the team that I work with every day. So you have to enjoy. I always tell the kids, the day you stop enjoying doing what you do, it's time for you to go somewhere else. But unfortunately, I can't shake them off. They're having too much fun. <laughs> oh, I guess. Well, it looks like it's a lot of fun to work at East Shipper. Just... Yeah, the thing is, the thing is, uh, Elaine, you have to understand that they're not working. The beauty is that they're not working. They actually all are part of seven companies. They actually have invested in all seven companies. So it's not about if one company does well, nobody gets to enjoy about risk. No. Mm -hmm. Every company that we run, all the seven of them, mm -hmm. depending on how they do, these guys will either take credit or have to answer to the board why it failed. So I think it's only fair that people have to be willing to share. You know, when you try to keep everything under your control and be greedy, mm -hmm. things don't work out. But if you're willing to share and embrace people to come in and take over some of the functions that you're not good at. And there's a lot that I'm not good at. And like you just said, I don't think the company would have grown to where it is today without them. Mm -hmm. I could have been a small guy too. Now, I'm a little bit bigger than a small guy, but that is not because of my doing. That is because everybody is pitching in knowing full well they own a piece of it. That's that's awesome. Uh, there's there's so much there that you just said. Like Just be humble enough to know that you need others to, to help with growth, that you don't know everything. Like and no. talking about you in general, not you, Riz, but, but in general, <laughs> someone to realize... I don't know everything. I can't do everything. And then to to have that humility to to go and then find the right help. And as I'm listening, like eShipper has so many uh, different solutions than just uh, the logistics of shipping. And and I encourage anybody who's listening to to go check out Canada Worldwide and all these uh, solutions that they are offering. And I appreciate that you are a family business. And when Riz, you were first telling me that, you know, 
your son's involved, your son-in-law is involved, your daughter, your wife, and, and nephews, and so on. What is the advice, gentlemen, on working with family? That like I, I can see it too because my husband has a works in his father's family business, and I also contribute there as well. But what advice do you have for working with family? Who wants to go first? For for for, for me, uh, I'll be honest with you. I won't have it any other way. Wow! Because I know full well that whatever happens, they have my back. When we went through COVID, and you know the whole world changed, it was I wasn't shaken up. When I got sick, and had to take three months to get myself back in in shape, I didn't worry because I knew my family is there to help me out. But I'm saying that not because just my family, it's because of the entire team that we have here. All the employees here are family to me. We treat them as family. So I know that regardless of what happens, I am taken care of. Me as a person, I have reached of that that age now that I need to be sure that when I am ready to exit, the team that I leave behind are better than what, what I used to be. And today I am. Um, family, uh, I, I think it's very, very important to ensure that everybody knows what the lines are, the boundaries are. Oh, as um, we word boundaries, yeah. Um, I, I think um, you know, I can, I can be in a heated uh, conversation with Imran or with Riz, and an hour later, we're meeting for a barbecue or for dinner, where our spouses are there, and you know, we have to be family. Um, and I think. You know, we've we've also learned that over the last eight nine years, there has to be a, a boundary of where work stops and family starts, and where family stops and, and and work starts. And so, holding each other accountable is really important, with this level of respect mm -hmm. that there isn't an I, it's us as a team. Um, and and I can promise you that in my first three or four years of working in the family business, um, I had a lot of heated conversations because. Um, you know, we were learning to work with each other. Absolutely. And there was a lot of times where I was ready to give up and uh, and, and, and go. And, and, you know, I think when you work in a corporate environment, the boundaries are extremely clear. When you work in a family environment, those boundaries get blurry really, really quickly. But the key thing was that, as Riz mentioned, right, uh, we always have each other's backs. And you can walk out of a, a boardroom um, knowing that, you're going to sit in a room with another three employees or part people part of the business, and you got to go back to being professional, um, or you got to go back to dinner or lunch or whatever it may be. Um, we we did really well actually in the beginning, uh, where we would try and do lunch together every day. So you know whatever the case may be between one and two, we're going to sit down, we're going to eat together. Since COVID, that's changed a lot, um, and that's clearly because the business has just grown like crazy. We're sometimes eating at our desks or in meetings. Um, but I think the, the key about working with uh, with family is to ensure that, you know, you have respect for each other. Um, everybody knows their place and, and what their roles are. And, um, you, you know, we, we just came out of a meeting where we talked about corporate structure. We're a business, a family business, and we pride ourselves 
on you know no hierarchy and you know open door policy but there are certain things that you have to create from a corporate structure if you're going to 10x a business and so i think there is this constant feedback loop where we sit down and we say are we in the right place are we all kind of focused on the right things and is everybody managing what they need to manage the right way are we inclusive when it comes to making decisions um so i think there's just a whole crux of things that you have to deal with in a family environment but you got to have fun um you got to be able to crack jokes about your father-in-law and you got to take <laughs> father jokes all the time i mean i'm i'm a dad of two now um so I, i know a thing or two about dad jokes but i learned so many dad jokes from riz and sometimes you know yeah, they're about me um and i got to take it on the chin and sometimes you know we just we just laugh so i think that's a, a big dynamic is uh working amongst uh the family but also working amongst the in-laws and and being able to have fun while you do it that also good all of it is also good got to have humor you have to have boundaries you have to have corporate structure because it is still a business and uh just respect i love that how about you imran any word of advice on uh working with family um you know honestly i feel pretty fortunate and blessed that our working with our family hasn't been the most difficult we have had our ups and downs of course you do butt heads um but we're fortunate that from the beginning um we all came in with that headspace of we're coming to work we know we might butt heads but we come out we're still a family um riz was also pivotal in making sure that it stayed that way because when you're young you're a young businessman you're hungry you want to go get something done it's not happening you're getting mad at your brother <laughs> you know it's staying with you till you go home uh you know learning how to dissipate that it it comes from experience right it's not something that you yourself are going to figure out or you talk to your buddy and you're going to you're going to be able to sort that out in the best way possible it was i think very crucial for us to have that guiding light from riz to be like guys get yourselves back in check you know make sure to have respect between each other and that was the first thing he told all of us once you guys start disrespecting each other you're out of here respect is the main thing i don't care if it's the janitor or it's the boss we respect everyone in this company and that's the mantra across the organization and that's why people enjoy working with us right and that's i think for any entrepreneur in general but especially when you're working with family that's a huge consideration because anything that happens at work as much as you can divide it in your mind it's still going to cross over to the other side so you want to remember that family is always going to be family even if they're employee <laughs> it's it's going to come with it with its own hurdles and you need to make sure you tackle those um correctly and if you're in a position like mine uh where I'm Riz's son and everyone is coming into to this company as well you also have to realize that you play a pivotal role in making sure that everyone's comfortable where they are and that they feel they're adding value as well right because everyone's going to be looking from different angles and how are they going to come all into the same goal with you so you need to make sure that you're also trying to pick everyone up and keep everyone together um because if it's not going to be Riz everyone's going to be looking at if Riz dies it's Imran and do we want to be with Imran are we going to hold him run up on our backs like we held Riz up because Riz is the champ he's the legend right um so that's something you also need to to bring about within your family and it's not an easy thing it's much easier said than done and it's a years and months thing but it all starts with respect right respecting one another and being able to work with each other and i think one of my favorite sayings which was very difficult for me to digest but is one of Anthias's favorite sayings and i think this is very pertinent for the solopreneur is if you don't ask you don't get mm. so business 
And I realized the flexibility in the business world because of this over, over the last 10 years, let's say. Um, there are things you would think a company this size would never entertain, or this is a solution that these guys would, would never want to do, or why would they piece out part of their product and sell it to us like this to empower us more? But the key thing here is you don't know. You don't know their plans. Even speaking on this podcast, we can say so many things, but there are so many plans we have. If you call us and you have a good opportunity, it might be outside of our business model, but if it makes sense, and we can make it work for both parties, and that's key, making sure it's win-win on both sides. Then you're able to now have so many more dynamic solutions. And that's something I've taught my team over time is that sometimes people come from the corporate world and they feel like they're stuck in a box because sometimes in corporations you are, there's a lot of bureaucracy, there's a lot of red tape. And when you come into a small business, that red tape is no longer red tape, it's yellow tape. It's flexible. You can push against it. Or easy to pivot. Yeah. And that's what's happened over here that, you know, sometimes there were questions being asked on calls that took us, we started at A and we're going all the way to K. And I don't know where it came from, but we ended up striking a huge opportunity out of that. Um, or we ended up getting an amazing deal with a vendor or getting uh, preferred treatment in a certain type of way or access to exclusive networks in Canada, for example. Um, I remember the first time it happened, we were speaking with DHL and Intias had asked a question about a particular program. And I was thinking to myself, we're kind of small fish right now to be asking those questions. And they just jumped on it. Oh, yes, we'd love you share to be part of it, blah, 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 this and that. And I was when it first clicked for me. You know, yeah, he's right. You don't ask, you, you don't get. Because if we didn't bring it up, it would have never happened. And that that's whether it's service from your vendor, whether it's a product from someone, whether it's work from your team. You might think about it, but if you don't ask, you're not going to get it either. So it's a mantra to just keep remembering. Because as an entrepreneur, you think about so many things, so many things in your mind, and sometimes they don't come out. Okay. Or sometimes you have something that you know you cannot do by yourself, but you're stuck in trying to figure it out yourself rather than going to someone and say, hey, can you help me out? It's hard. You have to put your pride aside sometimes and say, hey, you know better than me, or I can't figure this out. You know, Can we do this together? Or you have some knowledge that can help me take this further. Uh, but that don't ask, don't get it applies to every single area of your life. And as a solopreneur, that's I think the main thing is leaning on all the people, the vendors, the relationships that you have in your life to make the most out of your company. And even till this day, as much as we've grown, some of our biggest customers still come from referrals because people know us. It's always going to be, it's my friend or it's my family and you can trust them. And that's why you want to work with them. It's the trust factor. So oh, good. Do you know who referred me to eShipper? <laughs> I don't my know. father-in-law. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Really? Eh? I fully respect my father-in-law so much and and uh, they are, their business model has pivoted so much because he started when he first was a, 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 an entrepreneur, he was a, 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 an accountant and then went to become a banker and then went into the photography business. And as you know, nobody develops film anymore, but that's how he started. <laughs> and now his model has changed so vastly. But it was my father-in-law who told me about eShipper many, many moons ago. And I want to respect your time. And, and I, I could talk to you, all three of you, forever. And and I know that we've already gone over time. And I, I'm so sorry about that. But I seriously could talk to you forever. And I would be honored to have you on my podcast again. But I want to leave each of you with one question. And you can answer it in a sentence, in a word. But so many good things that I, I just have learned myself. And I know that my listeners are just taking it all in like like if you don't ask you don't get and and i i 
I think that should be on a t-shirt that you all should be wearing and I'll buy one. <laughs> but it's such a good, good reminder. Now I'm going to ask for one, your best tip for this one thing. And I'm going to, now you're all experts and, and, and incredibly humble experts, but I'm going to start with Riz. Your best tip for shipping for a small business. I'm putting you on <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I agree. I, I concur. And although like even, even when our easy daisies is using a shipper, we always choose to use um, UPS. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, a habit. it's like a habit and I love UPS. So, but <laughs> e-shipper, please do check it out. Good. See one word, one sentence, whatever you'd like to say. So <laughs> you all three of you can't say e-shipper as the answer though. MTS, <laughs> <laughs> your best tip for a website. For a website. For websites. I know. I'm just like I'm putting you all on the spot. I know this. I, I would say Shopify. I would say website e-com. Yeah, I would say Shopify. I think Shopify, being a Canadian company, has fantastic ecosystem of apps that help you within their ecosystem. So absolutely, go Shopify. Great. <clears throat> Thank you. Best tip or advice for marketing, Imran? Oh, that's a, that's a hefty one because marketing can can look like such a big beast from the outside. Uh, but the essence, the most core vital factor of marketing is consistency. doesn't matter how small you start. If it's a one page on one social media channel, make sure you're consistent. Even if it's not every day, if it's three times a week or it's two times a week and it's every Monday and Thursday or it's Tuesday and Friday, however you sort that out, make sure you're consistent. Make sure you can keep up with it. The growth when you initially start marketing sometimes feels a little bit slow but it's a snowball effect. Once you start going downhill, it gets bigger and faster really quickly. So you want to make sure from the start, all your ducks are in a row. And ideally, if you can get onto some type of software like a HubSpot, which is what we use here at eShipper, that's going to make your life easier as you scale. That's what we did here as we started to build our marketing division out. The first thing we did was go out, get a HubSpot subscription, and we've been managing our leads from when we had just a couple of salespeople to now over 50 salespeople. Um, all of our marketing channels are flowing through there. We have a team of 13 in-house marketers along with some of our agencies and vendor partners. Um, so that organization from the start and the consistency are going to be two things that are going to make your marketing much more effective because those blind spots, even if you don't think people realize it because maybe you're a small guy, even if they don't realize it, the algorithms are going to realize it. And that's what's going to hurt you, right? So that's the way that you always need to play it. And don't try to outsmart the algorithms and use black hat methods because you will get caught. You will get penalized. You will get deranked. It may not be now. It may be in a year right when you guys are about to pop. But keep a white hat. Try to do as much as you can on a consistent basis and just keep growing. Slow and steady. Slow and steady. That's how it happened for eShipper. Uh, now we're to a point where we have thousands of inbound leads every month. That's we started right. with none, totally outbound. So there's a there's a way to do it, but you just have to keep chipping away. So good. That is all all great advice, gentlemen. And I'm so sad because I have all these questions I want to ask you, and I just want to respect your time. 
which means I'm going to bother you and connect with you and, and invite you back because I would be honored. I would be honored. Riz, always a, an honor and pleasure to see you. MTS, so, Thank you. so great to meet you. And Imran, so great to meet you. I look forward Thank to you. having you on my podcast. Do you agree that you'll be on my podcast again? Yep, definitely. Yes. I'll see you there, Eileen. <laughs> I would be honored. I would be honored. And to our audience, I'm so honored that you joined us today. I know that you too got so many great tips from these gentlemen at eShipper. Do check them out. And um, I, I promise by connecting with them, your business will grow. So thank you, gentlemen. Thank you so much for your time, your expertise. So honored. Thank you very much, Elaine. It was, it was a pleasure and a privilege to be on your podcast. Thank you, Elaine. Take care.